Welcome into Road to the Draft. Casey Phillips here with senior writer and editor Scott Smith. And as you said right before we started filming, it's the end of the road. It's the end of the road. The final Road to the Draft before the draft itself, one week from today. So this means you're going to get everything right today, right? It's the last one, so you already just, you know <laughs> Good everything. Good one. Yeah. Because <laughs> everybody can guarantee that their mock draft is exactly I, right. Yeah. yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't stop thinking about the Boys and the Men song after you said "Into the Road." So I'm, I'm kind of lost. Right yeah. Now. I don't even have a pick. I like. Yeah, you're just, you're just thinking about yeah. that song. That's all that matters. Well, I know we did get some insight from a rather important person yeah. involved in the Bucks draft. General Manager Jason Light had his pre-draft mm -hmm. press conference this last week, and so were there things that he said that yeah. you felt like gave you some interesting insight? You have to search a little bit. Yeah. Because you're. Wait, he didn't just tell us who, who we're picking. I'm shocked. General managers around the league always do these pre-draft press conferences. And it's an exercise in, you know, trying to help the media and give them what they want, but you're not giving them what they really want, right? which is the answer. Which we don't want him to. No, <laughs> you don't want to give away yeah. your strategy, obviously. And to be honest, when you're picking as far down as 19th, it's hard to really know what your strategy is going to be. you got to be prepared for a lot of things. Mm -hmm. But um, one of the things that he was asked about was, you know, there's this, this trend basically of running backs being devalued because of their position. Like in 2005, the Buccaneers drafted Cadillac Williams fifth overall, and he was the third running back drafted that year, which is un inconceivable. Nobody, that would never happen now, yeah. 18 years later. But he was asked, would you take a running back in the first round? He says he's not against it if it's a special, that's what he said, I got the quote. No, not if you feel like it's going to be a special, special player. Mm -hmm. So the, the idea behind not wanting to use high draft as assets on a running back is that their careers on average are shorter and so he said when you draft a guy in the first round you're hoping to get a guy that you have for 10 years and that's less likely with a running back because they don't as often get that second contract and that third contract so would you still want to take a running back knowing that you probably aren't getting a 10-year player well jason said you you'd like to get that but you they're few and far between and you don't always get that so he would take a running back and the reason that this is a topic is because there is a star running back Bijan robinson of texas this year who is considered the best prospect at running back since saquon barkley in 2017 or 18 who went second overall which is the highest running back has gone in a long time jason light has not drafted a running back higher than pick 38 since he got here and that was ronald jones in the second round and so this would be a departure from what we've done but he said if it was a special special player he's not against it a lot of people think Bijan robinson is a special special player will he be there at 19 we'll see He's, he's probably one of the best five or ten players in the draft, but because he plays running back, he'll probably slip out of the top ten. Maybe, maybe not. But if he's there at 19 after hearing Jason, what Jason said, you have to think it's it's a possibility. Yeah. And it would be exciting. It would. Yeah, everybody loves when there's some of those position players that yeah. get taken. I mean, I mean, I think we're all very happy about Rashad White and think he's going to do great. And so isn't necessarily the hugest position of need. Mm -hmm. But... If you have a chance to add a player that that's good, that that is that good. I mean, Barry Sanders went third overall in the draft. He went because the first two teams felt like they didn't need a running back. It, about three years after that, I bet they all wish they had had Barry Sanders. Yeah, that's very true. Um, in terms of position of need, one of the ones that we've talked about has been just offensive line yeah. in general, but Makes specifically yeah. tackle. And I know Tristan Wirth spoke this last week as well, and there's been debate about, is he a right tackle? Is yeah. he a left tackle? What does this mean He's for getting the draft? ready for both. Yeah, you know, just be ready for all the things. So do you feel like you've gleaned anything from what he said or what the team has said that makes you think that a, a tackle would be something that the team would consider? Well, he said, uh, Jason Light to that question said, tackles are very hard to find. There, they are, there are a few good ones that we like, 
in this year's draft mm -hmm. that we've spent a lot of time on. So, and then he also said, however, the depth at offensive line throughout the rest of the draft was a lot better on the interior line mm -hmm. than at tackles. So it could be a situation like uh, Tristan Wirfs in 2020 where there were four guys that were considered blue chip prospects and everybody knew it and there was a run on them and we actually had to trade up to 13 to make sure we got Tristan, who was the last taken of those four. He's turned out to be the best one, but he was the last taken of those four. It could be a year like that where because there are there's a, there's about four tackles, maybe five at the top that people like a lot, but it drops off a little bit after that, there could be a run on them. So do they make it to 19? Well, in her most recent mock draft on Buccaneers.com, Brianna Dix gave us Broderick Jones of Georgia, who's a guy we've talked about before. In a lot of mock drafts, he goes before 19, but in her particular one, he made it there. And I have seen some mock drafts where he makes it to 19. This is a guy who played left tackle. So if you draft Broderick Jones, you're probably leaving Tristan Wirfs at right tackle, which, you know, is a little bit easier, right? We know he's good at it. <laughs> yeah, we know he's fantastic at it. So um, Broderick Jones is a guy that is, is on the Bucks' radar, I would imagine. I, I They probably have really studied very hard, as Jason Light said, the top four or five offensive tackles. And you don't know if they're going to be there, but you're prepared to move on them if they are. Okay, and then I know that <clears throat> as you get closer to the draft, theoretically the mock drafts start to... You know, you think so. decide a little bit more on one thing. They get a little clearer that the first mock drafts that come out are all over the place. Yeah. No two agree on anything. And then they start to all kind of get a little bit more of a consensus. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like what is something you've seen in a lot of them that mm -hmm. it's starting to look like, oh, maybe there's some merit to this? Yeah, I mean, you've seen a lot of Brian Branch, uh, uh, um, the tackle from Tennessee, Darnell Wright. But a guy that, that wasn't showing up around the Bucks pick for the first month or so that I've seen a lot in mock drafts lately is Iowa Edge Lucas Van Ness. And there's no doubt that the Buccaneers could use another player at that position because, uh, as Coach Bowles has said several times this offseason, they need to get more pressure off the edge. And more players, the more players that you have there that have some potential to put pressure on the quarterback, the better. So even though Shaq Baird is coming back from his Achilles injury and we re-signed Anthony Nelson, still you could even easily work another uh, blue chip prospect into that rotation on the edge. So Lucas Van Ness, he's a guy, he's kind of a, a projection guy because he didn't really even start at Iowa. He's more of a rotation player and, uh, and you know, he doesn't, he didn't have stats off the, you know, he didn't have sacks off the off the board. Mm -hmm. He had a, maybe 12, something like that over his career. But you see him and you see in these in these clips here, he's a very powerful player. He's quick off the edge. Um, he probably has to work and, and sort of upgrade his arsenal of pass rush moves. But you see the talent there to work with. And that's what you're looking for at that position. All right. Well, that is going to do it for us on this final road to the draft. Again, the draft is one week away. If you are able to come to the draft party at Raymond James Stadium, we highly recommend it. It is going to be a blast. We will both be there doing a show talking even more about some of these prospects and who we think the Bucks are going to pick that night. So we hope to see you there. And thanks again for tuning in to Road to the Draft.